You are listening to the Majestic Minds Podcast. artist and just overall a sexy limo driver everyone welcome to Servan Campo thank you for having me on the show no problem I'm glad I'm glad to be on glad to talk to you all right all right and Servan after taking a look from your music I have to say it is a beautiful fresh air and it's certainly a pleasant to hear i just love your style the way how you incorporate your songs and the way how you sing and the featured artists you really have on your catalog so tell the audience how you came about and how you came to be doing music as a career um i don't know i keep forgetting it's been so long now um i started with um like writing poetry. I was doing stand-up first. I was kind of already used to talking in front of people. But it started with poetry. I started just by writing that, then it moved into me rapping. And then uh, recently, I think the past like five years, I started singing a little bit more and more to where now that's like the main thing that I do. But it really just started from a place of writing and working for other people and then moving in front to doing my own stuff. Beautiful, beautiful man. And how long have you been doing music for? Uh, I think it's like nine years now. Nine years. nine years. It's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah, it's been a long time. I'm getting old. Nah, it's good, man. We got all the time in the world, man. It's good. So, what encouraged you from? being a rapper and going straight into music? Well, at first I was, um, I was writing for singers and then I wasn't confident enough to sing my own song. So I was just thinking I could just get by with rapping, but I kind of wanted to sing a little bit. So I just kind of tipped into it a little bit more, a little bit more, but I was still writing songs for singers. So um, I took one and I just, tried my best and it didn't sound awful and we have auto tune so i just layered it heavy and over the years i just been brought i brought auto tune down a little more a little more to where now my newest song i don't really have it on there at all that's really really interesting rap as a skill is not <coughs> sorry not exactly easy to get down i remember being in middle school just writing freestyles with my friends and just i could like get the flow but like i couldn't rhyme and like really get together the lyrics can do it at a rapid pace that's a very very not easy skill to get down so i'm really glad to hear that um you took your 
talents to write music for other artists. Um, what kind of artists did you wrote for? Um, not many to, to say name, but like big enough anyway. But um, every every kind of genre, and that's what I try to show in my music too. That I do every genre. So um, recently, um, I just wrote a song with this girl Abby Hunt. I wrote her a song. Um, I have a girl named Margot. I have a guy named Ryan. I've been working with a lot of people lately, a lot more than usual lately, because I'm trying to, I'm trying to push myself back a little bit more and focus on writing for other people and give myself a break from trying to get the energy to record. So I've been doing more for others. That's great. Man. I do pretty much every genre. Every genre, inner genre. Um. Do you have a favorite genre you like to listen to or an artist that really inspires you? I've been trying to evolve myself into many genres as much as possible. And there's so many talented artists. There's Thames. And then I started listening to more of Daddy Yankee. I've been listening to him for a while, but he has an impressive catalog. And then Mala Rodriguez. And then for Reiki artists, I started listening more to... of. Taurus Riley, so it's really good to really involve yourself with what's happening in the scene and trying to have like a bigger kit to work with, if you know what I'm saying. Oh yeah, I um I think my favorite genre to listen to is more on the lately it's been more of like the dream pop, the bedroom pop, oh, yeah. um, kind of songs. Definitely like folk music. As far as artists. Um, every so often I'll get obsessed with an artist and I'll realize I'm becoming a stand for this artist and I kind of have to back myself off. So lately it's been this girl's, this group Sylvan Esso and the guy Labyrinth. But lately, like the music, that I, the direction I want to take my music isn't really their type of music. So the inspiration I'm trying to push for, I don't really know yet. So I've, I've really just been listening to everything lately, trying to get away from listening to the exact same songs. Because when you do that, you kind of make music in that round. So mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out what my next direction is. Yeah, I definitely hear that. Um, listen to the same songs can create a, um, a certain repetitive style. So it's good that you're really trying to branch out yourself like you have a certain genre you really attach yourself to do you have a favorite dream pop artist you'd like to listen to at all um not artists necessarily for dream pop i think i like more of the instrumentals um Sylvan so probably i um i've had an obsession with her really for like a year now and it's just starting to hit where like usually i burn out really fast if i'm listening to the same song on loop but um, it's just now starting to get that way with her, where it's like, okay, I either need new music from you, or <laughs> I'm going to have to find somebody else. Mm, it's understandable. Um, I don't listen to a lot of dream pop myself, but when I just like listen to a slow, calm, guitar-like melody, I usually turn to Tame Impala, Mark the Mako, beautiful and amazing guitarist. Um, fun fact, um, the way he really cultivates his really dreamy and relaxing vibes is 
he turned his songs to 432 kilohertz, which is very interesting and important for the brain, tuning your songs to different frequencies. So that's really interesting. Um, what sort of feeling or emotion you do you try to capture in your music? Um, lately, I think the idea is growth. Um, a lot of my songs when I started out with like, I guess me and like my emo phase where it was just like depressing songs, songs about me fighting depression. And then um, I had a song D&D where I kind of, well, even a little bit before D&D, I just kind of realized like, even if I am depressed, I don't need to keep other people depressed. I need to put more positivity out there. So the vibe there was the positivity. Now I think um, the past like three or four months, I think the theme has been more so growth. And um, yeah, I think that's I think that's the move. That's the vibe that I've been going for: just growth and self reflection and accountability. Yeah, that is very, very important, especially encouraging growth when you listen to these new pop or like rap artists it's like you just don't really get an idea of like what exactly they're trying to encourage because like it's the same repetitive mainstream garbage so i'm sincerely thankful that you're encouraging a certain development and growth within people unlike what these main artists are trying to offer so I appreciate that. I've always looked at, like, like when I write every time, like, even I was writing yesterday, and I always think about what the subject matter is. So anytime I'm, like, doing a collab with somebody, it's like, what exactly are you saying here? That way I can be on the same boat. But everything now, it's like, even if I feel like the song is getting a little too down or a little too weird, it's like, uh, this probably has to go to somebody else. I can't do it. For real, I, I definitely understand that. This is in something to certainly keep in mind when you're collaborating with other artists. Um, the whole point and message you want to convey in the music, you gotta like really like, if, if um really make it clear with them. I definitely get that. So, why do you believe having growth and basically talking about um? depression is an important factor in your music is there something that can relate to to the people or the audience who listen to your music um it started out first as like the fake it till you make it kind of thing for me but at the same time i realized i had a really young fan base and i didn't want to keep giving them um the like really like low matter things things that'll you know, keep them in a negative space because I didn't realize, like, I had actual people, like, listening to me for a good bit of time. So, like, if you're looping me and you're listening to my songs back to back to back and I'm giving you negative things to listen to, then I'm contributing to your negative thoughts. So I noticed with other artists, they all their songs are about killing themselves and pills and all of this stuff. And I wasn't necessarily there, but I was getting close to it. So I I figured I can do more positive stuff and try to make songs about affirmations, words of affirmation, words like, you know, songs that manifest to just more positive things. And then for me, um, for my sake, it was more so 
I have to listen to this song a lot. When you're making a song, when you're mixing a song, and when a song comes out, you listen to it so many times. Like, songs someone I knew, I had to listen to the master version on the my, from my distribution um, company like two times a day, every day. Even like the times that I wanted to listen to, I had to listen to it all the time to catch any mess ups that I might have missed right before the day it came out. So I had to listen to that song so many times. So you also want to make songs that you enjoy listening to and songs that if you listen to a lot, it's not going to tear your nerves up. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, That's very thoughtful of being considerate of your fan base and switching from having the press and music to being really impactful and having passion. This is also very relevant with um, the younger generation, basically. I'm mostly referring to Gen Z, basically being the generation that had it all. And with basically having everything done with them, there's basically little to no purpose or left for any motivation i can understand being a gen c myself so it's really interesting to hear yeah and i saw my i I'm, i pay really close attention to my analytics because that helps me market and plan for the future so i'm like down to the detail i'm very attentive to it and my under 18 um numbers are crazy so i try to you know i i don't curse as much as i used to I try to be mindful of that. For real, I really appreciate that, man. The youth could really use some music to really inspire and encourage them because despite how things are a lot more different to back then, today there are still certainly challenges that the youth need to be um, facing. Like basically how you have to work a lot more harder now. You get a house at a later rate in life and how oh my god man even dating is harder tell me about it but um yeah yeah definitely definitely but i sincerely thank you for being considerate about that and also as an artist checking your analytics is a very very big thing because you want to see where your fans are coming from like it's, it's crazy to see the amount of people that are willing to listen to your music who could be from like the other side of the world man music is a powerful thing that must be shared everyone's gotta know man yeah and yeah and it's like like i noticed like a few years ago i was trending in poland for some reason and i didn't understand why so i had to spend like a couple of months figuring out why and it was i sampled a song that was popular there so I, I had to like market for that audience and I had to push for a Polish audience to where uh, the past, I think about four or five months, um, I've been more popular in Australia. So I had to do a lot of my marketing there. It's huh? Um, what happened? All right. Sorry, folks. There's seems to be some sort of an era we'll get right back to you in a second huh, that's so weird
All right, all right. Hello, Servan. Hey, you there? Hello, hello. What happened back there? It said I got kicked off, but we're good, I think. All right, I'm so sorry that happened. No problem. I took the walk to Poland. <laughs> sorry, I just wanted to sing that since you were talking about Poland. That song has, it was stuck in my head when it first came out. I, I loved it, like everybody else on my TikTok. For real, no cap. Um, Like, 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 like at, at first... It seems corny, but like after when you like understand like the meaning behind it, and like you just start singing yourself a few times, it, it's it's kind of catchy. So apparently, um, Poland stands for Poland Springs, and Walk stands for so like some type of drug or something. So I took the walk to Poland. My friend told me a funny story about it. I I get caught with that. Like any corny song. I always find myself listening to. I like songs with jokes in them, or that can be jokes. I don't know. I don't know why. Yeah, it really. It. I mean, like it's corny at first, but like you got appreciate it. It's a really clever marketing strategy. But oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. But it's really interesting to hear how you sampled the song from Poland, and people were really attached to it. That's really creative, man. Um, what is a certain tactic or creative idea that you use in your music that was first used as a joke, but like it got really popular and then you made it into your song. Do you have any experience with that? Um, just who I would have marketing me. I used to use specific um, niches to market me in their niche. That way, um, people who use like them, like, you know, like any like TikTok or outside of TikTok niche, I would ask those <laughs> creators to market me and what they do. And people who are really into that would, you know, follow them and of course hear me so much that they would come over from them. And instead of like trying to get like the mainstream um, people or, you know, spending big money on like big marketing strategies, I would just attack subgroups and then keep going subgroup to subgroup. Mm, that's really, really interesting. TikTok is like blown up, man. If you hear a song that's popular on TikTok, you better be damn sure you're going to be hearing it on the radio. Like, TikTok is the way to and go. I, I figured that out. I, and I, did, I figured that out, and I learned that there's so many different sides of TikTok. Like, we learned that there's a... There's a chess TikTok, you know, the technology TikTok. It's just a straight news TikTok. I have, I've been on nerd TikTok for the longest, but it just switched to Filipino TikTok Shit. in the past, like, month. Like, I have had the wildest, like, niche of TikTok. So I've just been attacking each one of those groups. Damn, there's a Filipino TikTok? trying to make, like, a dance or something. Yeah, man, TikTok is, like, whew, just, like... Branching out, man, but like that's a really that's a really good smart idea. I've been trying to like TikTok is the beast. For real. I've been like trying to get like my videos out there, posting animations, posting some songs and like 
people people really gravitate toward it, but like you gotta be <clears throat> sorry, you gotta have a really certain niche to the kind of music you put in it and just market it in a way that can really have people be gravitated toward it. But like that's really good, man. That's really good. Sorry, I keep having to fight my cat. Nah, man, it's good, it's good. I would love to have a pet right now. I should probably get a dog at some time. But um, what is the music scene like in South Carolina? Um, I'm actually like not a part of it at all. Like mm -hmm. I am, I am so out of that loop. Um, that's what like the past like this year. I said I was gonna do shows. And I did a few, but I couldn't just I couldn't stay motivated. Couldn't keep my interest in it. Mm -hmm. And I just had an offer to go back on the road, but. I couldn't get the motivation. I couldn't get, um, I couldn't do that. And I just, um, did like a little mini deals. I gotta, I have to make a few new songs. So it's about like trying to navigate where my motivation is going to be. So I've never had the opportunity to get into the scene here because when I first started out, I, I felt like I wasn't going to be accepted because, you know, like people, I was at school when I started. And I figured if I couldn't get, you know, my classmates and people to really ride for me, then why try? Especially because at that time I had already blew up in other places. So I just focused my marketing, focused my tour schedule to places outside of South Carolina. So where now it kind of like bit me in the butt just a little bit. But I noticed that I could still try if I wanted to. It's just the motivation level. Mm, mm, I could definitely understand that and what would you say is like sort of draining your motivation is it the enormous workload or is it just basically the area i'm very curious um mama like right now i, I know i have to make a few new songs before um january february so Doing that, I'm writing and I'm trying to, I don't want to record like a ton of songs and then like one. Usually I record maybe like four songs and I'll work really hard and get, get, get them exactly how I want them. And sometimes not all four is going to be good. Sometimes it might be three, two, might just be one. Sometimes none of them, I got to start again. And that takes a lot of money and a lot of energy. So I don't want to split my energy from that. And, and like other stuff that I'll be doing, like trying to sell merch, trying to work, trying to travel and trying to do tour dates and all of that. So I have to keep my motivation there because I have limited motivation most of the time. Mm -hmm. If I'm manic, then I'm going to go crazy and then I knock out all of those songs and I might get a few more. But also with, you know, I have subject matter and I don't want to make a song that I'm not like, a hundred percent on all the lyrics because then I'm just going to complain about it all the time. Like I have a few songs now that I complain about all the time, but I mean, I had to have something out. I had to push something. So it's just making sure I'm giving the best that I can, especially trying to work with labels. Mm -hmm. Labels are huge, huge. <coughs> Sorry about that. Labels are huge, huge. 
concerned with in dealing with the music industry and being an independent artist. It's either like you take a certain cut, they took a certain cut, or like you take a shitty deal and then they get most of the cut. Um, you hear something really crazy? Um, are you familiar with Summer Walker or Sweetie? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. So take this with a grain of salt. I might have to look this up again, but um, I believe it was Summer Walker who took a deal from the record label. I'm unfamiliar with the name, but this was mentioned this summer where basically she took 28% of the cut and the label took about like 60 to 70 where the deal was just very horrific, but she was able to make it through to a point where like she was able to make it out of the label and get a bigger a better deal that's the thing with labels you gotta like know who you're dealing with and who to sign with to or just figure out the kind of artist you want to be so yeah she um she did a really smart move with that she to get out of her contract she still owed an album so she put out the same album that she had already done but sped up and like the opposite of chopping screw just sped up and I think that was a smart move, especially because it still has value and like, you know, TikTok and stuff like that, but it, it gets her out of her deal so she can go and do what she actually wants to do. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, so are you an independent artist or are you signed to a label? Um, I'm kind of both. I've always, I've had one like major deal. But I just wasn't ready for it, and I kept missing deadlines, so I got dropped from that one. But I've signed song deals instead of, like, actual album deals or, like, um, mostly album deals. So um, I have a song, D&D, and the song, all the songs that came out that year were bagged by John Oates' label. And <coughs> then I did a little small EP for... Bobo Johnson that didn't really he kind of like disappeared it helped in like marketing and money wise like the fact that I had his labels um, approval I still kind of got a lot of marketing help from it but not as much as I would have wanted and now I have um, a song by song deal with a label called Animal Farm so I just kind of go what I'm doing by what I'm doing Instead of having, I don't like owing anybody. So, like, I'm stressed out now because I owe this guy songs and some demos because I just saw him to do, like, song by song. So, I have to have at least one solid song working with the label. And that's just, that's another stress. So, yeah. Mm, it most certainly is. I can understand where you're coming from. This year, me and my group are going to be doing a whole multicultural collaborative album with a total 17 artists and i gotta like copyright the songs talk with them make sure the beats are made that fit in their certain style in aesthetic and it's a lot of work so i know where you're coming from bro yeah wow i definitely hear you it's stressful and i'm very easily discouraged but i mean once you push through, you end up finding something you like in it. So it's always worth it in the end. That's true. That's true. Um, what certain 
advantages or what are things do you really appreciate about working with such a big team and so many artists? Um, I don't, I think the advantages would be you just have so many different outlets and people who can focus their attention to one thing instead of diluting everything or having one person that has a ton of stuff they're trying to do. Because if you have one thing to focus on, you can be like really great at that. So if it's um, licensing or, you know, syncing, um, getting your song <laughs> synced, then somebody could be like really great at that, focusing on it. But right now, I don't really work with a team at all. Um, I pretty much do everything for myself. Yeah, pretty much everything for myself. Respect. So it's, it's cool in some aspects where um, I have control over most of the stuff I do. But at the same time, I'm forgetful and I burn out. So a lot of stuff won't get done. So um like merch, I had a really big merch week at first, and then I had to slow down because, like, I just started back doing merch, and I had a really good week, couple of weeks, and then I got burnt out to where now I'm just, I have orders pending. So it's it's good but bad. It just depends on the person. Hmm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, being able to basically work on so many projects and trying to bring yourself out and on top of that selling merch that would definitely burn you out that would definitely burn you out brother um i'd say from experience try to plan everything in terms of that works within your schedule and then have some times where like you can cool down the planning as an independent artist being a record label it doesn't matter planning is your best friend when it comes to being an artist and figuring out how you want to pan out your stuff makes things so much easier definitely, definitely. but um i just had this um argument with somebody um the girl who i'm writing for now she put out her first song she was gonna put out a whole album and i said i think you should do it single by single because the album market is pretty much dead for independent artists and she was like okay yeah that's a good idea and she put she put her song out in three days and I thought that was just like such a bad move because Oof. I feel like you need weeks to market and get you know pre saves and do all of that, you know, dance. So yeah, playing is is everybody's best <laughs> Yeah, definitely. You need at least like I've to- I've been told from many, many music marketing geeks and many many people within the industry that you need at least like four weeks to plan out your music to plan out the budget to plan out the um certain distributors or bloggers or just whoever does the marketing to who are trying to send your music to maybe have some articles written about it an interview and you make sure the song is copyrighted before it releases a four-week period four period that's the standard you can do a bit earlier later but make sure it's at least four weeks definitely keep that in mind all right Mm -hmm. and our time is almost up would you like to have a song of your choice be played out as an outro yeah that would be great definitely um some someone i knew someone i knew all right yeah Servan Campbell, someone I knew. Okay, where is it? Where is it? 
Um, let me type it in. We're gonna be playing from Spotify. Right. Oh, there it is. Okay. Everyone, this is Ravon Campbell. Thank you for being a guest on the Majestic Minds podcast. We hope to see you real soon. Links will be provided to Ravon Campbell's music, Spotify, Instagram. And make sure to give this sexy limo driver a follow on Instagram. We'll see you soon. Oh, okay.